You are listening to the Hashtag Rock Live podcast, your one-stop shop for all the hot topics discussed during Rockwell Automation's premier events throughout the year, from Rock Live to Automation Fair. Welcome to the panel discussion on digital co-innovation for bringing the connected enterprise to life. I'm Sujit Chan, Senior Vice President and Chief Technology Officer for Rockwell Automation. I'll be the moderator for the panel. The key takeaway is that no one company can do digital transformation alone. When we bring the connected enterprise to life, new business value is realized from integrating data horizontally, vertically, and across the enterprise, such as with the supply chain and OEMs. Rockwell Automation is closest to the source of enormously valuable data that comes from industrial applications. The digital thread that brings value in the industrial domain starts and ends with industrial automation. Hence, our role is to orchestrate and accelerate the realization of business value from the data. We do this through innovative software, domain expertise, and collaboration with companies that are world-class in software and innovating with software applications. We have a great panel with us today. Let me ask each of our panelists to introduce themselves. Let me start with David. Thanks, Ajit. This is Dave Petrucci. I'm the business strategy leader for manufacturing at Microsoft. Thanks, David. Prith. Thank you, Sujit. So I am Prith Banerjee. I'm Chief Technology Officer at ANSYS. ANSYS is a simulation company. We are about 4,500 employees. We are focused 100% on simulation. We have over $1.5 billion in revenue. We are a 50-year-old company. My role as CTO at ANSYS is to set the long-term technology strategy for the company around pillars such as AI and machine learning around HPC platforms and others. Very excited to join you today, Sajit. Thank you, Prith. Kathleen? Hi, I am Kathleen Mitford, Chief Strategy Officer at PTC. At PTC, we, along with our partner ecosystem, give our customers the power to create innovative products, efficient processes, and delightful customer experiences. Thank you, Sajit and Rockwell, for having us today. Thanks, Kathleen. George? Thank you, Sajit. My name is George Young. Um, I am the Global Managing Director of Calypso. We're a division wholly owned subsidiary of Rockwell Automation. We were acquired in uh, May this year after serving uh, 16 years in the markets of product development, innovation, and digital transformation across the supply chain. Let me then ask uh, Ian to introduce himself. Well, thanks for having me, Sujit. My name is Ian McGregor, and I'm the Global Business Development Manager for Emulate3D. Thank you, Ian. With that, we'll start our panel discussion. We saw in the video that digital threads along design, operate, and maintain phases of the automation lifecycle can deliver significant business value. Let's start with the design thread first. Microsoft partners with PTC, ANSYS, and Rockwell Automation. Can you talk about what the goals of these partnerships are and how Microsoft can help accelerate value from the design digital threat? Thanks, Sajid. 
What manufacturers are asking for today is a capability for traceability and remote operations. Digital twin, digital threads enable this traceability going from as designed to as manufactured, as sold and as maintained in the life cycle. This empowers remote operations. It brings business resiliency. It gives the ability to predict and respond to real-time changes in business. These capabilities are the foundation of building the connected enterprise. This requires a true convergence between IT and OT. No one company can do this on its own. It's a rich partner ecosystem that's really required. Microsoft is committed to collaborating with Rockwell Automation, PTC, and ANSYS to drive accelerated impact and time to value. With Rockwell and PTC, we bring rapid connectivity and insights to the factory floor. We work with ANSYS all the way from engineering and design simulation uh, to simulating sensor telemetry on Azure, leveraging hyperscale compute. Together, our four companies can deliver what no other company on the planet can. A very use case specific set of solutions, a set of predefined MVPs that derive tremendous business value. We've done this at a number of customers like Fonterra with Rockwell, Halden with PTC, which is really about augmented remote assistance solutions to better support Halden customers and deliver expertise without having to send experts on site. At VW with ANSYS, we developed a simulation-based uh, digital twin of an electric car battery uh, pack using ANSYS Twin Builder, which increased quality of design, but also vastly accelerated time to delivery. The electric car beat the world record at Pikes Peak International Hill Climb in 2018 by almost two seconds. Great, thanks David. I'm gonna go to Kathleen next. Kathleen, in the design phase, computer-aided design and PLM have been around for a long time. Can you talk about what's innovative, what's new, that helps enable collaborative design and data integration across the design thread. Thanks, Ajit. CAD and PLM certainly have been around for a long time, but I am excited that we can continue to innovate. One of the biggest innovations, which is very relevant in today's times, is cloud-based product development. While other spaces, such as ERP and CRM, have moved to the cloud, Engineering has been slow to adopt because of concerns such as IP protection and speed, as CAD files can range in size from 2 to 10 gigabytes. But then along came Onshape, a true cloud-based CAD and product development offering that has changed the paradigm for design. With Onshape, it is incredibly easy to share data with a distributed team and your supply chain. It makes it easy to collaborate with anyone anywhere, on any device. This is really is a game changer for design and product development. This trend was happening, but is it greatly accelerated with the new work environment where being distributed is the new normal. But cloud isn't the only innovation. Along with ANSYS, we are enabling customers to bring better products to market faster with real-time design feedback with Creo Simulation Live. We have embedded ANSYS's Discovery Live directly into Creo, making simulation available to every engineer. We, along with ANSYS, Rockwell, and Microsoft, are helping customers define, create, and manage their digital twins. With all of the innovations in CAD and PLM, whether the move to the cloud, simulation-driven design, generative, digital twins, we really are seeing a renaissance of design, 
It's exciting times. Great, thank you, Kathleen. So Prith, let me turn over to, to you with answers. Simulation has been around longer than perhaps PLM and CAD, probably about 100 years. So what's new with simulation? Is cloud also a game changer for simulation? Absolutely, Sujit. So as you know, the world around us is governed by the laws of physics. If it is fluid physics, it is second-order partial differential equations, Navier-Stokes equations. If it is electromagnetics, it is Maxwell's equations. If it is structures, it is Euler equations. So what we do at ANSYS is take those physics around us and solve them numerically using finite element analysis and finite volume and so on. In the past, simulation was restricted to the analysis phase alone, right? So you, you are a designer, product innovator, you enter your design in a CAD tool, you send it over to an analyst and the analyst looks at the laws of physics and simulates exactly how this is going to work in the real world. In the past, our simulations used to be restricted to single physics. Increasingly, our customers are asking for multi-physics, fluids interacting with structures, structures with, with electromagnetics and so on. These things, that the computational requirements are going through the roof. And then you have to solve sort of materials problems along with these. So as our computational requirements are going up, we need to move to the cloud. So we essentially, we are taking all our solvers and we are partnered with Microsoft on ANSYS Cloud that runs on Azure. So that's one dimension that I want to talk, uh, talk about. The other thing is simulation essentially was restricted to the role of analysts in the past. Now we are, as you said in your uh, conversation, right? we are sort of shifting left, meaning as you are doing a CAD, can you do simulation, fast simulation to do this? And that's part of what we call ANSYS discovery. Do you need to shift right, which is we move to the manufacturing phase. Can we simulate the additive manufacturing part, right? And we can actually do that uh, through our, uh, our 3D SIM tool. And then in the operations mode, right, as you talked about the design, manufacture, operate phases, we can actually simulate the product in the presence of an actual operations, right? And how it de degrades. We can model thermomechanical fatigue, how the blade will work after 100,000 times, right? Instead of testing it through a hardware prototyping, seeing when this thing will fail after 100,000 tests, we can simulate it after 100,000 tests, what will happen. So we have seen simulation move from just solving for the analyst thing to the entire life cycle, product life cycle of design, analysis, manufacture, and operations. This is what we call pervasive simulation. Thank you, Preet. Truly exciting. Let me turn to Ian. Ian, uh, we hear about simulation and emulation. Are they one and the same? And can you talk about the value of emulation in building the digital thread in the design phase? So simulation and emulation models fundamentally are, in many cases, visually very similar. But the way in which they operate and the, what, what they're actually used for is hugely different. So let's start with simulation. A simulation model of a distribution center, an e-commerce uh, warehouse, for example, or a machine um, is used to help with decision-making in the process of actually developing that solution. So you start with a mathematical model, effectively. Um, it can be a 3D representation. But fundamentally, all of the operations, are, all of the operating logic is internal to that model. 
what you will be doing with this data-driven model is experimenting, testing out different combinations of resources, for example, different ways of putting products through it, so scheduling, um, and possibly also the way in which it is being operated by um, automation and semi-automated uh, interventions. The objective of a simulation model is to reduce the risk associated with your decisions about how that particular system is created and laid out and dimensioned, but also operated. Emulation model, on the other hand, by its definition, is connected to an external control system. So an emulation model could be exactly the same um, graphical representation of the simulation model, but the difference in this particular case is that it will be connected to and operated by an external control system. So in that way, your objective for an emulation model is purely to test out the correct operation of the control system. Simulation is experimentation. Emulation is further down the line when you know what you're going to build. You're just verifying your control system will work correctly. So what innovations have helped us greatly recently and will continue to do so? The cloud uh, is, is a fundamental one. So, um, for example, a few weeks ago, we held our annual user group meeting, virtually, of course. And in this particular case, we invited um, dozens of our users to connect to a virtual representation of the controller and connect that to um, an emulation model virtually. So they were operating in the cloud in a way which enabled them to test out the control system virtually. Now, we see this as a, as a way forward for many of our users, where previously they would have made heavy investments in uh, the control system itself, connected it up to the Emulate 3D model. Now we'll be able to help them move straight into the cloud with configurations of their controllers connected up to versions of their models representing the system they wish to operate and test. So they'll be able to spin these up whenever necessary. This will be a great help to their workflow. We see this as a big step forward. Thank you, Ian. George, we heard that the cloud transformation with uh, simulation, CAD, PLM, and emulation is enabling digital threads. You work with a lot of Rockwell Automation's customers. What are Rockwell Automation's customers looking for from the digital thread, and how is Rockwell enabling that? Excellent question, Sujit. Uh, we define the digital thread uh, comprehensively. So our clients are looking to extend the digital value chain out of traditional manufacturing and supply chain. So we talk about um, the phases in bringing a product to market as being from discovery to creation to making to selling. So we, we talk about what are the steps in discover, create, make, and sell. And those steps enabled by digital methods, that, that is the definition of the digital thread. So that's what we're delivering to our clients and what Rockwell Automation and, and Calypso as a part of Rockwell Automation are doing is we're extending the learnings from industry 4.0 in manufacturing into the worlds of engineering, 
product development, research and development on the front end, and we're extending it into the market, into the worlds of uh, service information, repair information, warranty information, and on the consumer side, integration of consumer and market insights. So unified, integrated solution that includes an ecosystem of partners that's built on open architecture. That's kind of the key essence of uh, the approach that Rockwell Automation is taking to enable the design thread and come closest to providing an easy button to integrate the design thread. That was a good summary, George. Let's move on to the operate and maintain phases of the automation lifecycle. During industrial automation operations, we generate enormous amounts of data. Can you talk about what Rockwell Automation and Microsoft are doing together to uh, speed up the value that customers can derive from this data? We're excited to expand our partnership with Rockwell Automation to really simplify the industrial transformation journey. We drive business outcomes and accelerated time to value. We're able to derive value from data much faster, removing data silos and empowering a trusted data environment. We enable remote ops and continuity. We unlock business value through insights via impact metrics like OE, product quality, et cetera. Microsoft's investment in open standards related to common data model, OMP, ADRM, really enable collaboration across the value chain for data exchange. So let's discuss the art of possibility uh, specifically at Fonterra. Now, Fonterra describes uh, their business as uh, grass to glass. They're a New, uh, they're a New Zealand dairy co-op, and they developed the data lake on Azure to seamlessly integrate data from OT systems with other internal and external sources uh, to provide end-to-end -end visibility across their supply chain. The on-prem Microsoft IoT Edge components provide platforms uh, for running prescriptive analytics applications, you know, for example, PTC ThinWorks, innovation suite models, and cognitive service services. These integrate with Rockwell's plant floor or plant control systems uh, to continuously optimize plants uh, in real time, improving operational efficiency and reducing cost. Fonterra is contextualizing multiple sources of operational data and adding value in real time uh, at, the point of, at the manufacturing point in the value chain, really to optimize milk processing operations. This happened due to strong collaboration between Fonterra, Microsoft, Rockwell, and PTC. And it's helping Fonterra deploy key capabilities and really progress their ambitions in the market. Thank you for that. I love the grass to glass analogy. Let me turn to uh, Kathleen. Uh, PTC also collaborates with uh, Rockwell Automation to deliver industrial IoT platforms. Kathleen, can you talk about the value that PTC and Rockwell Automation jointly bring in the industrial IoT domain? What we see happening with our customers is the convergence of OT and IT to really help them accelerate their digital transformation initiatives. In fact, a recent Forrester study showed that 91% of respondents believe digital transformation is important for manufacturing. At PTC, we come from the IT space. Rockwell comes from the OT space, so it's a perfect complement of each other's strengths. The combination also helps us jointly 
along with Microsoft Anansys, complete the digital thread. Fabulous. Thank you, Kathleen. That's a really good way of explaining the value of uh, Rockwell Automation and PTC partnership along the lines of bringing OT and IT together. Let me turn to Prit now. So simulation, Prit, especially physics-based simulation, was in the past mostly in the design side, running on high-performance computers. Is there value in bringing that simulation into the real-time domain? And how do you do that? And what's the, what, what, can, what can our customers expect from bringing simulation into the real-time domain? Absolutely. This is, uh, simulation can be used in the real-time domain. And specifically in there, we are excited about our work on digital twins and how we are partnering with, with Rockwell and PTC and Microsoft, right, in our digital twin journey. And what people do in digital twins is you have a physical asset and you have a model of the asset and you have sort of two-way information flow between the physical and the virtual world. Now, most people have done digital twins using data analytics alone, right? You have you take an asset, you slip stuff, so you put some sensors on the asset, you collect data, and you say the normal behavior is this, the abnormal is this, and therefore it's about to fail. I do, uh, I do predictive analytics. What that approach uh, sort of has a restriction is it is the models are only limited to the data you have trained it with. You, so if that particular failure pattern never shows up, you will never catch it. With physics-based simulation, we can predict all forms of uh, uh, sort of actual physics behavior. So imagine there is a bridge that you're trying to model, right? And the failure of a bridge, there's a crack that happened in the bridge that is sort of 12 inches long. No amount of data analytics will be able to predict exactly how far that bridge will, where the crack will grow. With physics-based simulation, you can do that. And you say, by next week, it will be 18 inches. And so then what you do is you monitor it through an IoT platform with PT ThingWorks or, or Aquil uh, factory or, or automation. And essentially, you say, okay, it was this, and you correct the simulation. So there's a tremendous interplay of the simulation of the digital to the physics-based simulation with the data analytics. And that is exactly what we are bringing in our partnership. We have... We have partnered with Rockwell, right, in both the design phase and the manufacturing operation phases, right? In the design phase, we are partnering with you on the, on the Emulate 3D tools and so on. In the uh, manufacturing and operations phase with your uh, Studio 5000 tools, along with PTC ThingWorks and the Factory Talk, as well as all of these things running on the, on the Azure uh, Digital Twin. So tremendous opportunities for simulation in the Digital Twin area. Wow, that's really exciting, Prith. You know, we talked about simulation with reduced auto models, co combination with AI running in real time. Uh, Ian, does emulation also have a role during runtime operations? And uh, can you talk about how you could connect emulation with legacy and third-party systems as well? Because this, those are going to be there in any automation system. Uh, yes, of course, both simulation and emulation have a role to play in um, ongoing operations. Wherever there is a system um, which needs modification or is likely to be modified for whatever reason, it makes perfect sense to get out the simulation model, populate it with real data from the actual system, 
um, and then test out those modifications in the uh, simulation model for the same reason you would uh, before you create the system, you will be minimizing the risk associated with your decisions about changes. By the same token, the emulation model, the emulation approach, will help you verify that the modifications you bring into effect in the control system actually do what they're designed to do uh, under operating conditions. Now, your question about legacy systems, um, we are uh, control system agnostic. We can connect to any control system um, and therefore um, our users can benefit from our technology no matter what system they're using. Perfect. Thank you, Ian. So, George, we heard about cloud. The Fonterra example was really good. We heard about ITOT convergence, reduced auto models with simulation, and the innovative software that uh, Rockwell Automation has developed for emulation, which is kind of a key piece of all of this. Uh, I'm going to ask you how Rockwell Automation is bringing together innovation with uh, intelligent devices, control, software, and services to deliver this ITOT integrated solution to our customers. Um, one of the things that I think separates Rockwell Automation and one of the reasons that, that uh, when, when Calypso was looking for a home, uh, we selected Rockwell Automation to be that home <clears throat> is that Rockwell brings an integrated approach, but an open approach to the architecture of the digital thread. So you've heard before about all the various tools that can be put together to kind of link these um, activities in, in the digital thread. Uh, when you, the reality is when you get into a, a client, when we're, when we're working with the companies and our, our customers, they're going to have lots of existing technologies. They're looking at new technologies. It's not going to be a clean slate. The, and in an open architecture, you don't have to have like a monolithic uh, approach to putting things together. You don't have to be sourcing things from one um, vendor. As long as the technologies are open, you can put together best of breed solutions. So we're frequently uh, connecting PLM systems to MES systems. We're having an analytical data layer over the entire thing. We're using emulation, various modeling and simulation platforms for computational fluid dynamics and, um, and physical models. And it's very rare that, well, frankly, it's impossible that one provider of technology can bring all that to bear. So the important thing to do is to put together the technologies that bring the most value, but are also the most interoperable. And that's one of the things that, you know, Calypso together with Rockwell, we think we do very well. Thank you, George. Back to what we said earlier, which is Rockwell Automation's role is to orchestrate and accelerate business value from all the data that we have uh, access to in the industrial automation domain. And you talk through all of the innovative software and services plus partner solutions that Rockwell is bring to, bringing to bear uh, to do that. So let's now move on to the last segment of the panel, which is a discussion on digital transformation. 
We hear a lot about digital transformation, and uh, let's talk about how do we accelerate digital transformation. What is Microsoft's view of how to accelerate digital transformation? Many manufacturers are running large global siloed operations. No two plants are the same. And the real question is, how do you go from an MVP to enterprise scale? We do that through delivering prepackaged use cases in the form of MVPs for accelerated cycles. We use proven technology that can be delivered in weeks, not years. Our partnerships with Rockwell Automation, PTC, and ANSYS brings these tech stacks together so digital transformation becomes easier by optimizing for the bigger picture in end-to-end -end operations. Microsoft delivers time to value, scalability, repeatability, and most importantly, trust and ease of use. All the way from device to the cloud. We are focused on business outcomes. Digital transformation is not about technology. It's really about changing the nature of business. It's changing how you grow, how you compete, and how you engage your customers. Changing how you address the bigger challenges around sustainability and environmental considerations. And I love the art of the possible and uh, focusing on ease of use because digital transformation is complex. Let me turn to uh, Kathleen. Uh, PTC talks about integrating the digital world with the physical world. How is PTC accelerating digital transformation to bring together the digital world with the physical world? The first thing we are doing is partnering with companies like Rockwell, Microsoft, and ANSYS. We know not one company can meet all of the customer's needs. The other item is really focusing on delivering solutions, out-of-the-box applications that solve really important customer business problems and deliver value quickly at scale. A good proof point of this is our joint offering, Factory Insights as a Service. With Rockwell and Microsoft, we looked at the most common use cases, which are real-time production performance monitoring, asset monitoring and utilization, connected work cells, and digital and augmented work instructions. We then leveraged technology from PTC's IoT and AR offerings, combined with OT data from Rockwell's automation offerings and Microsoft Azure IoT Hub and Azure IoT Edge. This pre-packaged solution allows customers to save time and money. Thank you, Kathleen. That's a really good example of how Rockwell Automation PTC and Microsoft are collaborating to simplify solutions for, uh, for our customers. Uh, let me turn to Prit now. Uh, Prit, you, you got me really excited about simulation and what's possible with simulation. Uh, what role do you see simulation playing in the overall digital transformation? I heard you talk about pervasive simulation. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? So when we talk about digital transformation, we are actually talking about using digital technologies in a business context. So digital means using IoT or data analytics or AI, machine learning, cloud, all of these technologies in solving a customer's business problems. So the way we look at it as digital transformation in supporting our customers in product innovation is how in the past, People built a product, they entered the CAD design of a product, they built a hardware prototype of a wind, of a wing for a wind tunnel. And then they essentially put it inside the wind tunnel to do the testing to see if 
that particular wing will rise or not, right? Will it lift or not? Or will, is there going to be a drag? Through simulation, you can do this complete design, right? Purely evaluated through, through simulation. Simulation enabled and accelerated through AI, machine learning, HPC, cloud, all those uh, activities. Now, in the past, simulation was restricted to the world of only analysts. Now, as I mentioned in, uh, previously, right, we are moving it shift left in the area of, of ideation, where as soon as you enter a CAD design, you can very quickly simulate and see what the output of those design changes are through quick simulation, through our ANSYS discovery tool. We have moved simulation to the area of manufacturing through, through 3D printing, additive manufacturing. We can simulate exactly how that part will behave when once additively manufactured. We can simulate it in the operations phase and we can model all kinds of thermomechanical failures and fatigues and so on, right? Accurately through simulation. So essentially, through our digital transformation, we can move our customers through all phases in the journey. Now, through simulation, you can do various what-if scenarios, right? Things that you could not do in hardware, you could do it. For example, in autonomous driving, people say that you have to drive 10 billion miles in order to certify that this autonomous car is safe to drive or not. Now, these OEM companies, they have driven their car on the road for about 25 million miles. They're a factor of 1,000 off, so they'll have to wait a 1,000 years to get certification through road testing. Hence, enter digital transformation, enter simulation. You could simulate all possible road conditions, all possible scenarios, all possible sensor combinations, and essentially simulate at scale on HPC, on the cloud, and essentially allow your customers to certify their autonomous car. You can do that for electrification. We can do it for 5G. This is the power of digital transformation. So we are partnered with Rockwell in sort of essentially co-innovating with customers in the manufacturing space. We are partnered with PTC because we, we integrate with the Creo tools on the CAD as well as the Thingworks. We are partnered with Microsoft on the Azure cloud as well as the Azure IoT and so on. So we are very excited to partner with these different companies in this digital transformation journey of simulation-driven product innovation. Thank you, Preet. So rapid technology evolution is accelerating digital transformation. That's pretty evident. Uh, an element of digital transformation is workforce productivity and training. We didn't talk much about that. I'm going to ask Ian if uh, emulation, simulation can be useful for uh, increasing workforce productivity and helping people get up to speed faster in training. Yes, both simulation and emulation models are being used increasingly in the training of operators. And there are many good reasons for this. Um, if you can train your operators away from the real system, then you minimize the amount of downtime that real system um, is going to have to undergo in order to train your operators. Um, so any Emulate 3D model can be experienced in virtual reality and in augmented reality uh, very, in a very straightforward manner. So the first impression you get when you go inside a virtual reality model is um, of how real it feels. So your operators can become familiar with where things are, how they look, and how they respond to the controls. 
within that model and within virtual reality, you can interact with the control system, which is what makes this such a powerful way of training operators. You can pick up loads, you can press buttons, you can start and stop machines, but you can also interact with um, web-based HMIs. Using the standard handheld controllers, you can turn things off, switch things on, um, start systems up as you would in the, real, in the real world and shut them down again, all without interrupting real production with very little or no risk to your operators and with no risk to the real machines. So this is a much more cost-effective way of training operators within a virtual environment. Now, remember, you control the environment, so you can have prompts in there, you can have videos running, you can have um, arrows directing your operators to their next steps, and all of these can be measuring the performance of each of your trainees as they go through this process. Thank you, Ian. George, I'm going to ask you if there is a secret formula for companies to accelerate their digital transformation journeys, and what is Rockwell Automation doing to help uh, its customers accelerate their digital transformation journeys? Um, the most important thing is getting adoption. Uh, a lot of our clients talk about the democratization of modeling and simulation, trying to get the, the principles of simulating and modeling first adopted to drive the digital thread on its own merit. So what we advocate is, is, is a little bit counterintuitive. Uh, if you're implementing ERP and other enterprise uh, applications, a lot of times the implementation approach was based on build a strong foundation and then uh, roll out incremental improvements. Our approach to digital transformation is to demonstrate proofs of value before you necessarily uh, roll out your entire digital roadmap. If you try to solve business problems as opposed to trying to demonstrate a proof of concept to show that a technology works, it's more effective. So what I mean is if we have solid waste uh, reduction, if that's one of our goals, let's use perhaps two or three different techniques together to show how we do that and show the power and show the value delivered, show the cost savings, things like that. So what we like to do is to prioritize the business outcomes that are most desired by the client, put together proofs of value that are going to deliver. And then what happens is the organization sees that it isn't just a buzzword. It just isn't the, the latest you know, management jargon, but this, this use of digital twins and digital thread leads to real value and makes in terms of dollars, shareholder return, but also in, in terms of making the jobs of the creative and manufacturing workers um, easier, more enjoyable. So that's what we like to do. It's a proof of value-based approach, then build the digital roadmap. And that way you get the adoption and the organization support to sustain you. Thank you, George, for that pragmatic assessment and pragmatic view of how to accelerate digital transformation. I want to conclude by thanking our panelists 
for sharing with us some exciting innovation and uh, painting a future of digital transformation that's truly, truly exciting. Thank you all for attending this panel. To learn more, visit rock.auto slash digital thread. That's rok.auto forward slash digital thread, all lowercase. The hashtag RockLive podcast is a production of Rockwell Automation. To take the next steps toward your digital transformation, visit rockwellautomation.com and subscribe to the hashtag RockLive podcast wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts.